What's up? You're over here now with me. Listen, I just wanted to uh, say a couple of things before episode 100 begins. Just a quick thank you to every single person who has listened, whether this is the first time you're listening or if you listen to every episode. I appreciate it. Um, I never had any expectations with this podcast whatsoever. I do it because I enjoy it. And the feedback that I get, it seems that people enjoy it. So that's why I do it. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Except, do me a favor, share this. Um... If you listen on iTunes, do me a favor and just give me a five-star review and write a little review. Um, Just, you know, go to the Instagram page, smash the link in the bio, and you can find the podcast there. Word of mouth is the best promotion. That's all I ask from everybody. It'll take you two seconds. Um... So yeah, I just wanted to take a minute out. Um, there was there's no regular intro. It's just me thanking you all. So once again, I appreciate you all, and uh, I hope you enjoy episode 100. I'm over here now. Later. We're fucking rolling. Bam. Fuck. Episode one. Hundred. <laughs> I was hoping you had a horn. It's fucking you know what you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, well, well respect. What's what's going on? Well, it's crazy that this is actually episode one hundred. Okay. Because I had no idea how many episodes I would ever do. I had no idea that it would be this much. That's amazing. Well, this is technically the 100th full episode, but there's like 116, 117, because sometimes I do like these little mini bonus, jokes. little mini ones, like right. if I'm out at a convention or something, I'll see some b You said it's like, so it's 116, that's interesting, because I'm born on uh, January 16th. Oh, you see that? So you know what I mean? There's all kinds of shit popping off. Uh, all Where kinds of shit popping off. We got horns. Centennials, horns. Introduce yourself, my man. My guest on episode 100. Mr. Ferrari, much love and respect. I'm thankful to be here. Likewise. I am called uh, Ghost Decibel, Chaka Malik. I'm a... Uh, that's what rapper? You're no, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Chaka, man. You know, I'm Chaka Malik. I, I, I came up in hardcore... I love all kinds of music. Yep. I love uh, ideas, you know. Yeah. Uh, shit like that. An open-minded individual, if you will. Uh, hopefully, right? Yeah. Same yeah. here. I, I I try to be. It's it's fucking... I mean, it, I was going to say it's hard, but I think there's sometimes you say, yeah, I'm open-minded, but you're open-minded maybe on your side of the fence or whatever it is. Of course. You know, so it's one of those things that... I don't know if you really clap for. Someone says you're open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. That's I agree. It's, you know, I, I I think as you know as I get older, I I am more. What's the word I'm going to use? Is 
more patient and tolerant, I guess, with sitting back and assessing a particular situation, whichever, whatever it could be, whether it's a regular in real life situation, whether it's someone else's viewpoint, whether it's politically this, that, the other thing, I kind of let shit marinate for a minute. And then, and I also try to see other sides and try to form my own twisted hypothesis. Is that, you think that's due to age or, or is that due to just information you came into? I, I well, well, when I was, I guess they're both, they're similar, but go ahead. Yeah, but I think that when I was younger, I was like, ah, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just very short fused as, that I know spirit. fucking everything and you're fucking wrong because I feel this way and the world revolves around me type bullshit. Yeah. So as I, I mean, I'm just speaking from personal experience, like as I got older and I'm a father and I have responsibility yeah. and, and I think I just think that life experience makes you look at shit a certain way. Like yeah. I was very unforgiving for a long time. That's like a big fuck. One. You know now, dude, it's weird. It's weird that this is actually coming up in a regular organic conversation because for the last couple of days it's like I know people who were just very intolerant about other people's way of views and shit like that. And it's just like I try my best, and I think I do an all right job in, like, forgiving people. I mean, there's a certain line that you cross where you will not be forgiven. There's a certain line. Right. There has to be that, I think. But with at the end of the day, if it's kind of petty shit, it's like, yo, right. I've, I'm not a fucking angel. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've done fucked up shit. Yeah, we're from that, New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just being a stupid knucklehead kid back in the day, drugs and drinking and just the, all, just all kinds of fucked up shit that I've done that, that if I'm still in contact with some of those people, and it's very far and few between, but they've like forgiven me because they realize I was just a stupid kid. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so if someone does something that I necessarily don't agree with or kind of pisses me off, like I might be pissed off. I'm not gonna lie. Well, of course. But, but I'm, but I'll, you know, within time, it's just like, all right, dude. Like you might have did something stupid, but right. I don't dislike you. You know, I've done stupid shit. Like yeah. you gonna hate me for that shit? If, if, if you hate me for some petty shit that I did years ago, then that, I guess that's on you. Right. But I try not to. I try not to hold that negative shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great quality. I try. I mean, and, 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 bro, I'm not saying this shit happened overnight. You know no, what it I'm doesn't. It's, it's work. Right. It, it is. And, and, you know, it's a lot of thinking and looking at certain perspective and angles the way people are and what, what part I might have played in the reason why you might have an issue with me or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Right. It's like, listen, I, I have, I mean, there's like three people on the planet that I'll never forgive and that's for a different whole conversation, but right. other than that, I have no fucking hate for nobody. You know right. what I mean? I'm cool right. with everybody. As far right. as people might not be cool with me, right? But yo, I'm cool with you, man. Like yeah, yeah. you, you want to fucking hate on me? Go, ahead, go ahead, have right. at it all day right. long. Have fun, right? But I'm yeah, just that, doing that's weird to me. That sounds like wisdom, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you come in at knowledge, wisdom, understanding. So yeah. you come into a new understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, that forgiveness. I was talking to one of my homegirls about forgiveness. Because I was I was like, yo, I got, I got shit, you know, for, for me, like, forgive yourself, forgive family, girlfriends, all kinds of shit. Like, you, you yeah. live your life, you get to a certain point, you've been through stuff, and you're like, all right, fuck, man, like, I got to move forward, I got to, like, 
kind of clear my pathway, right? That Absolutely. like magnetic pathway to draw you to the next thing. And I think that what happens is when you get kind of caught up in the unforgiveness thing, it 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 mutes, right, or deadens that ability for you to be kind of drawn towards that next blessing. I think. If yeah, that makes any sense. And I know, it not I know a lot of people, people people freak out over like nice words like blessing or something like that, right. or that next thing that's right for you, right? Whatever worked for you, whatever nomenclature is better for your thing, right? You know, but but yeah, it's 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 hard, and I think most people honestly forgiving themselves is the fucking biggest thing, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I mean that was a huge thing with me too. But it's like like there were certain situations that happened where. At first, I thought maybe I had a part to play, and then once time goes by, and then you look back, and then you see certain things and how certain things played into it. It's like, you know what? Like, I'll take responsibility if I played a part in shit, but but I'm not going to fucking blame myself for shit that, at the end of the day created that situation and I'm speaking broadly it's like it's like right. a lot of things that happened with my mother like at first like, I, like there was guilt but then it's like nah man like fuck all that you know what I mean right. like time and place and like you said wisdom and just I think time just you look back and it's cliche, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. sometimes and it's yeah. like you know you look at it a different way and it might yeah. not fucking it might not be the way it seemed then now. Does that make any sense? Of course it does. Okay. Because because you feel uh, the situation goes down, whatever, right. um, you feel a certain way, then years pass and the Rubik's Cubes changes, right? right? Mm-hmm. Everything keeps moving, right? Water keeps flowing in the world, in your life, and then you see the situation from kind of a new perspective. Yeah, without a doubt. Right? And that new perspective lends a whole nother set of information to your to your body, to your mind, and, um, and it can be very helpful. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's like I said, I, it's it, it's it's definitely work, and I'm fucking far from perfect, and I'm far from normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, none of us. Are I'm fucking shot. I'm fucking right? not normal at all. But you know, like there's a side of me that's all fucking you know ridiculous and silly, and I joke and I laugh and I abuse myself. I make fun of myself, and right. and I fuck with people too. But I don't do it in a malicious way. You know, if you know where I'm coming from, then you shouldn't. Fu- you yeah, know, you what can I mean? enjoy it. Yeah. So, it's all good at the end of the day, man. Life is beautiful, man. I really have no fucking complaints. I really don't. Yeah. yeah I mean, and that's not like, we, we complaining. We were like bugging, talking about just like Ugh. everyday shit, but complaining. I used to love to complain. I don't like fucking complaining. Dude, I fucking hate complaining right now. Dude, like, it's like, like stop com- complaining. Yeah, I hate complaints. Yeah. I have my, my own complaints against myself. Yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why are you complaining? Like, just shut the fuck up and go do the fucking thing yourself or whatever it is or find another option, but stop complaining. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You getting yourself all sparked up there, Chocolate? I want to complain about... Oh, we can complain. We can complain right now. We can complain for the purpose of actually complaining. I'm going to complain right now. Let's bitch and moan and complain. Fuck, man. I'm going to complain that... Let's fucking... I'm going to complain that I'll never be able to relive going into freebie and records... Uh, oh, I can complain about shit like that all the time. Listen to me for a second. Going, oh, I'm listening. going into Free Bean Records and buying Age of Quarrel and listening it to it, listening to that shit for the first time. Right. And as as I was gonna say as a kid, but just period. Mm-hmm. Just sitting the fuck down, putting that shit on, and being like, yeah. actually, not even anything. Like I just listened to that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And if, I think my main my a complaint I have today is that the depth of experience that that record shares between you know John and Harley and Par- and all those guys like yeah. Mackie, all their accumulated Holland, all their accumulated experience, energy went into that record, and even the demo of that of that that demo is ridiculous, incredible. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I like the demo better in, in some ways. You know what I mean? Like the same way, I like the, the work is said better than other bands. You know, obviously it doesn't sound as good, but right. the energy that and the kind of capturing the moment of that, the beginning of that germ forming in, mm-hmm. in a musical uh, uh, ecosystem, right? So you have the Chromags, right? Kind of the beginning of this whole kind of thing in a lot of ways. I'm not. I mean, obviously AF is the beginning of this whole. You know, I know there's a lot of bands. But they're 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 their beginning. The beginning of the Chromics were taking and talking about like from for me, right. like having that as like a as a guideline of this is partially this is possible. This is not re- this exists. Yeah, the same way you might go to the beach and walking with your girl on the beach and you see like a motherfucking like a a, a totem pole. And you stop and look at that shit, and it means something to you in that moment. And maybe when you're 80 years old, you're your girl. Remember, baby, we saw that totem pole. It imprints on you. Absolutely, right? Yeah. This record imprints on me. Okay. Like I, so I is pre- that your Bible? Is that your hardcore? No, the Bible is my Bible. I don't have no other Bible. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying music, hardcore record. What's your number one? Age of Quarrel. I don't. My mind doesn't really work like that because it's seasons, right? You know what I mean? Um, okay. Well, that's awesome because a lot of people are like this is my thing. So, all right, speak. So on. I say seasons, right? I mean, even in the Ayurvedic, that you know, there's songs in the Vedic, right? There's songs for day and songs for night. Uh, I think they're called Rogers. I'm probably wrong about that. Okay. But yeah, they, I couldn't and, help and you. And you're not that. supposed to play certain songs that are nighttime songs in the daytime. Um, not saying that there's daytime and heart, nighttime hardcore bands, but there are times in my life when I'm. I would say that, let's say, winter, spring, summer, fall, and not necessarily correlative in that sense, but, uh, you know, uh, Bad Brains, Rorcaset, Chromax, Age of Quarrel, AF, Vickerman, Pain, right? Yeah. And then, fuck, man. I mean, that last one could be could be Murphy's Law, that first record on Profile, which I love. Yeah. Could be uh, Crucifix okay. from SF, anything yeah. by them, right? Um it could be could be absolution, right? Okay. Huge yeah. fan of absolution. Sure. Um, so yeah, but I, but I, but I think that they're the the you know the kind of <clears throat> kind of AF, Chromax, Bad Brains, and I mean obviously the 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 youth of today and the straight edge stuff, very hard, very scary music, fucking incredible. Um, especially that eat the can't close my eyes EP. Very scary, yeah. wonderful sounding music. Yeah, um, love it. One of my favorites. What about you? What about you? <sighs> that's that's it's difficult. Um, well, I've spoke about it like ad nauseum on the podcast, but it's, it's neither here nor there. Um, I came into this whole thing. Normally, people would come in through the punk rock way or through the metal way. Right, right. I came the metal way. Okay. My anthrax type shit. Still love the first fucking four. Celtic Frost or some shit. Eh, not that big of a fan. People are gonna be like, "What the slaughter?" I loved honestly. Um, 
I, I, I went, actually, I, I mean, people know this, like, I have an older sister, and she used to listen to all that stupid hair metal stuff, which, that's kind of, from, like, the shit that was playing in the house, from, like, the the Black Sabbath and the Joe Cocker, and even, like, the Neil Diamond and the Led Zeppelin that was, oh, and qu- a lot of Queen was in the house, okay. and then my sister got into, like... Guns and Roses and shit like that, and that was like the heyday of like MTV and all yeah. that shit. So I was young, Skid though. Row, Skid Row, and all that shit. Scorpion, right? But eh, I was never really a big fan. But that was just kind of what was around. And then ambient noise, and right. And then I kind of got, and then from there I listened to all that stuff. And then I got into like the the early Metallicas and the and yeah. the Testament and yeah. su- early Suicide. And then, and then I found like the first suicidal record. Record and right. shit like that, and then which which the, uh, this is episode 100. I probably said it 64 times, but yeah. I by accident I discovered Leeway. Looks fucking incredible. I discovered Leeway by going to Lemoore's. Yeah, was, the lineup was White Zombie, Leeway, Suicidal Tendencies, Killer. So I had heard of Leeway. I never heard a note. I went there oh. basically to hear to to see Suicidal. Right. White Zombie wasn't even a thing yet. They were a noisy. They, they were rocking downtown for a while. Yes, they were just a noisy band yeah. with like one or two records out. Yeah. They weren't signed to Geffen yet. I think they were still on Caroline. So once I found Leeway, that was my thing. I was like, "What the fuck do we have here?" Because there was no gimmicks with Leeway. No. There, there was no long hair and spikes and stuff. It's like there's Eddie with a fucking Yankee. Yankee hat on yeah, and a long and sleeve a, shirt and a, a, long sleeve shirt and a <laughs> pair of Reeboks you know what I mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm like okay this is different there's AJ same thing looks like yeah. a dude that would be walking down the street yeah. so he just they came out and then the place fucking exploded I'm like okay so I went to this place called Zero CD Cellar and I bought where's that it's gone now. It used to be in Canarsie on 80, right across the street from Bill C. Junior High School. I want to say 82nd and Flatlands. Nice. So I used to live in Canarsie back then. But okay. then um, I bought the Born to Expire cassette tape, and Killer. Ciro was like, listen, if you like this kind of shit, mm-hmm. then check this out. And for some reason, he handed me Agnostic Front, Liberty, and Justice. Oh, a great record. Great record because they're both, you know, I came from the metal way. Metal combat core. So that was both very crossover records. But then once I listened to those, then I went from AF and then I went from Liberty and Justice and then I went back to Victim and Pain. Yeah, actually, I do too. I went in reverse. That was my. That was my. I bought. I bought the first. That very. Yeah. I bought. I bought Victim of Pain late in life for me. I think. Really. Honestly. Yeah. I, I think. I, yeah. Way later. Way later. Yeah. Than just for. Yeah. Because I was just like, you know what? Like this shit is speaking to me in some way. Like, and a couple episodes back, I think I was with. Uh, Scott Roberts. I was with Scott, and he was. We were talking from, about from the, TVT back in the day. Scott, 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 who used to play in Biohazard, now he's in the. Oh my bad, yeah, of course. Yeah, so we were talking about, and he was, yeah, and and he was just like, he was listening to to that Liberty and Justice record. He's like, why does Roger sound like Dracula? Because his voice is it's so crazy, and I loved it. So I'm like, so I'm reading, and I don't even remember how, probably a magazine or word of mouth or something, and then I went back to Victim and Pain. I was like, now I got to know where this shit came from. So that's when I went in reverse. But I'm going to say to make... I'm, I'm going that all over the place. crazy, too, in that record. Oh, dude. For the some... Tag art, was that Tag Art piece? Sean Tag Art? That was that? Cause for Alarm. Oh, it was, that was Cause for Alarm. Yeah, the cover of Liberty and Justice is... It's like... It's, it's like... 
It's like tan and white and has like the soldiers on it and the back the back of it is oh. that one it's all brown. It's muted. Yeah. It's yeah. muted. I was, th- I was thinking of I was thinking of calls for alarm this whole time. Right. No, liberty and justice. Yeah. I, I got calls for alarm and then I got Okay. Yo, it's it's just so crazy. And then but I mean, I, if if I was to give you like like today, because tomorrow it might be different, depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. I mean Sick of it all is like my favorite hardcore band. Yeah, incredible. Um, and they just they they belong in this winter, spring, summer, fall situation. Absolutely. But if I was, I mean, gun to my head, if I was to say, all right, what's your favorite hardcore record of all time? It's probably Blood, Sweat, No Tears, the okay. first Sick of It All record. But then, what but they, that was on that was your like major label, Caroline-ish thing. Or what, that was what in it? effect. In effect, right? Howie Abrams. Yeah, Howie. I love Howie. Yeah. Oh, Howie's the best. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that, and then, I mean, it's a toss-up. It's man. a great record. It's a great record. I mean, Liberty and, and Justice. Great, great guys and great. Oh, the incredible best. To have the still the going albums that they can still, continue to put out. Still going. Still fucking wow. torn, and they kill it. Every time on incredible. stage, they black and blue. They were incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, their thirtieth anniversary show, Webster Hall, was fucking insane. I didn't make that. Was incredible. I wish I could have made that show. Well, it's probably one of the top five shows ever for me. Wow, you know. But yeah, so I mean, Sick of It All is my favorite. Blood, Sweat, and No Tears. Um, Age of Quarrel, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a, it's only a seven inch, but you can throw the first breakdown seven inch in there. Oh, are you kidding me? <sighs> I love Bray. I mean, see the thing, and that's the thing that because now, now, now it's you really hard. There's so much, right? Not because breakdown, breakdown is incredible, and and they were one of the first bands that I was like, holy shit, I met a hardcore band. Like right. I ended up doing a sticker for them when I was kids. Like holy shit, I met the. You know, I was incredibly excited about that. Yeah, I love that. Love, love breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. You but I mean? you, you mentioned you mentioned Utah today, and if it's definitely in my top five, I, I have to put breakdown the walls in there. Hmm. Before I even knew what straight edge was, right? I, I my parents had a summer house upstate, and for the summers, right after school ended, for like four years, we would go upstate for the whole summer. Right. Had my own boat. It was fucking awesome. But I got like this little job, uh-huh. and I remember I had the, somebody burnt me a cassette tape, and it was like all of the youth of today shit, right? And I would just play it, and it would be on repeat, front and back. And and that shit spoke to me. Like, Ray's voice, that anger in his voice, everything. I was like, yo, this hard. shit. Hard. So, Break Down the Walls is up there for me, too. Yeah, I... I I agree, and I and I think that partially the era that I come from, I think I'm maybe more. I I have a reverence for the bands that kind of maybe came before me. Sure, like way before me. Yeah, in a, in that, that makes sense. sense. You know, was it, were you in any legit band? Well, I'm not gonna say legit any bands, even if you put out anything or anything before Burn. No. Burn was your first. No, I did. I, I did. A, I did a little project with Ian. Actually, I think Burn started already. Yeah, Burn. Yeah, Burn. I saw you guys. Jesus Christ. Reco- my first recollection of seeing you guys was at the Marquee. Yeah. Back in like 92, I want to say it okay. was. That makes sense. You we, Was it you either opened up, because two shows from the Marquee stand Ooh. out in my head. You either opened up for, it was either Leeway or Biohazard. One of the other. Um, I think it was Biohazard, the Biohazard show. Biohazard, definitely. We played the, we played the, the Marquee maybe three times or something like that. Yeah. And some, the, the one with the Karis, Karis one to give it all show. 
I was not was there. Was on that same show? I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, but yeah, there were some great shows there. Oh, there were some incredible shows and that, there. That, and one thing I love, that place, this, the, the, the height of this stage was great for dives. And it was Absolutely. very kind of like, you see the videos. My dad actually shot the videos that you see now. Yeah. My dad shot those videos from the balcony and had one of his good friends. Really? Yeah. So yeah I think it was definitely the biohazard show because the, the leeway show, it was life of agony, mucky pup leeway. Yeah, we don't think it's So, true. so it was, it was, that was the biohazard show. Yeah. That was the first time I, 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 I could have seen you guys before that, but that's yeah. the first one I remember. Long time ago, man. I know it's crazy. You're just saying that, like, usually, like, you hear people talk about mention a year when it's like, and they like put emphasis on it. It's like a year that you weren't there for, right? It's like, yo, like eighty two, like, right? Yeah, fucking yeah. But that was probably crazy. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> you know what I mean, I, you're I like, still like the flyer. You're it was like, like ninety two. I'm like, shit. Yeah, fucking my. Yeah, I think I still have the flyer. I think a band called Dead Earth was also on the show. You guys, Biohazard. When we stop recording, I'll fucking... I'll, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, well, no, no spring chicken, <laughs> bro. No fucking spring chicken. I know, right? Well, that's, that's a good great. thing. We're still here, right? And I have a fucking... Thankfully. Yeah. I'm, I'm appreciative of every day. Grateful so every day. That's another thing for me. Like, I feel like I wasn't... I, I, it's hard to be... Sometimes hard to be grateful. Like, no, I, can, I don't know if it's hard to be grateful, but, like, yeah. the, 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 the the resonate energy in the fucking universe says to, like, fuck it, as we shared earlier, complain, be upset, you know, look at the gram and see what motherfuckers have that you don't. I, and, yeah. I, it's a focus. Yeah. I, 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 try, <laughs> I, try, I try not to focus on what other people have. It's like, what am I doing? Because, yeah. Dude, I, that's why, that's why, remember you go, you, t- you were like, yo, why the fuck you take your text down? Your your oh, yeah. text your 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 fucking post down. Here it is. Go ahead, tell me. Friday, September eleventh. Oh shit. Nineteen ninety two. Fuck. Dead Earth. Okay. The Icemen. Fuck yeah. Burn. Yeah. Biohazard at the marquee. G- G- <laughs> I fucking knew it. And you know what's nuts? What's that? Ten dollars in advance. Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars a night of show. Yeah, that's when your ten dollars went a whole different. <laughs> length <laughs> doors at 10 p.m. Holy shit! Showtime at 10:30. Let's go, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I saw you at Super Bowl Hardcore oh Five. Wow. Because I have the flyer here too, which was Holy fucking nuts. Shit. That's before because yo, that's before shit got real corporate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now at ten o'clock start time, unless it's Prince playing. Not I mean, yeah, or, or some. Not obviously not a, like a posthumous Prince, but unless it's like some somebody you expect to right. play at midnight. Right. You, you want to fucking you want to hear something even crazier? Let's hear it. All right, Super Bowl Hardcore Five okay. at the Ritz. Okay, so I was here. This might have been my. I think this was my first Super Bowl. Okay, Saturday, January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety two. All right, eight o'clock show. Wow, tickets are twelve dollars. You ready for this lineup? Go for it. Black Train Jack, okay. Marauder, yeah. Vision, Damn. Sub-Zero, Damn. Breakdown, yeah. Iceman, wow. Sheer Terror, yeah. Burn, yeah. Sick of It All. Wow. Eight o'clock doors. <laughs> Motherfuckers probably walk around in there until fucking two in the morning. <laughs> yeah! Absolutely. That's, see, that was, and that's crazy. Like People like and I, I, people say, oh, New York is so different. And it was, man. Um, it was. It, it absolutely was. was. It really was. Because that's a whole different lifestyle. Uh, a show starting? I mean, fuck. Dude. I speak about this a lot. Like, I used to go to the limelight a lot on Sunday nights. 10 o'clock. Wow. Sunday nights, 
Rock and Roll Church. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see H two O played one of those shows, didn't they? I seen Sick of It All there. Yeah. I see. I, I wouldn't even know that's who was a high playing. fucking stage. That's dude. a very high stage, but. I wouldn't even care who was playing. Roll up. Because there was there was the hip hop room, there was the other room, there was the main stage. So even if the band that you that was playing sucked or you didn't like them, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But bro, bro, we would start getting ready. Like this is when we were all drinking and doing stupid shit. But like I would be drinking and shit at like ten o'clock at night. We'd leave the house at like eleven to be at the limelight at midnight on a Sunday night. Yeah. Coming back on the trains, like, 15 of us deep at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, the opposite way of everyone going to work with rush hour traffic. Wow. What? The, like, that's a completely different lifestyle, yeah. man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and New York was nuts. Yeah. Definitely fucking a different place. Not Disneyland. You know, honestly, 92 like was still things- bananas around, man. It was fucking crazy. Oh, of course. 92 was fucking... Of it course. was rough. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Were you still running around tunnels at that point? I I had stopped bombing probably. Um Because you know what it was is that I didn't I had friends that had the burn to fucking to bomb constantly. Right. And I was just like, honestly, be like, I'm trying to, like, I met a girl, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have this band thing I'm trying to stop <laughs> like, Yeah, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Last time we got chased, I cut my fucking hand. I didn't like that. Uh-huh. Well, for people who don't realize or haven't been listening as, you know, way back, Mr. Mr. Chaka Malik over here <laughs> was on, was on episode 20, 75 episodes ago. What? You were on the show. That was 25? Episode 25. Wow. With, for the Freddie Alva book, Urban Styles, Graffiti in New York Hardcore. Wow. Yes, that was episode 20. That was 75 episodes. I'm fixing ago. to get my Dramatry out to find out the other deeper connections. We got 70, 25, 75, 100, right? all these kind of uh, anniversary type numbers. Yeah. You know. See that? Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So you start, you, so you want to get into Burn? Yeah. All right. Speak on it, like how, how, like, like how. I mean, I'm guessing Gavin was already in Absolution or leaving Absolution or something like that. Yeah, Absolution was had already been over. I, I was, um, I mean, I was probably the biggest, one of the biggest Absolution fans. I was maybe the biggest Absolution fan that I knew. Okay, like I love the guitar playing, I love the vocals, even, even the, uh, you know, uh. Just all of it, you know? Yeah. And then Sergio ended up in Absolution for a while, and that was exciting to me because mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of Sergio and a friend, and friend of Sergio. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is amazing. This guy's are, you know, this is the best shit ever. And it was to me, you yeah. know? I would fucking dance hard for those guys, um, and, I re- and I really enjoyed their, their shows. Uh, but it came to a point, I guess, where Gavin wanted to do something different. Um, at the time... I was working at a health food store downtown called Prana Foods, P-R-A-N-A, meaning like the breath, the spirit, kind of in the breath, life in the breath. Okay. Um, I guess in, in, in a Vedic Sanskrit, I don't know. So, um, I, probably, I should probably know that. But um, so it was myself, <laughs> Alan, Alan Peter Cage from Quicksand, pre-Quicksand. Um, Moondog? Sorry? Moondog? Moon, yeah, yeah, no, no, pre-Moondog. Right? Okay. Um, Slip I'm trying to think might be my favorite record out of Mark every... Ryan. Yeah, that's a great record. Mark Ryan worked worked with me there. Um, um, 
a lot, a lot, a lot of people. I mean, it was, it was a big spot. John Joseph always in there all the time. Right. So, Gabba would be around, and one day, I think he came into prawn, he was like, because at the time I was, I was known for, to, for being like, for having like a, a style of dancing that, I was known for being a hard dancer. Okay. Right? Um, and, and so that had garnered me, I guess, some visibility, and people were like, yo, you should have a band. Right? And then Gavin, I think, kind of took that. Um, I don't know if he took the, it was a torch or something like. But he just was like, "Yeah, let's do a band or something like that." And then he, you know, said, "Yeah, you have Alan. So yeah, let's let's grab Alan." And I had known Alex randomly, um, and we started rehearsing. Um, but I think before that, I think Alan. Something happened where... Wait, do we have John Christian first? We may have had John Christian... See, this is some... Sh- like I, I think we had John... We had EK. EK was the first actual drummer, I think. But I'm trying to figure okay. out if we have... I'm trying to figure out how it went down because... You know what? Hard, it's hardcore. So, yeah. like, people, like, can do this shit for a while, then they can't do this yeah. shit anymore. I didn't even realize you know? that EK was drummer. Because I, I just know EK from having a little sit and sick of it all for yeah, a while. Yeah, EK, EK was the first... And there's some great... EK's a wonderful drummer. Right. Um, wonderful person. E, there's some... I think so. EK, I guess was EK. I guess maybe we ended up having to go to Allen okay. at a certain point because there's recordings with John Christian, who's also a wonderful drummer and a wonderful person. Um, he was in Life's Blood as well, the drummer. Fuck Very kind of fucking heavy. Love drummer. fucking Life's Blood, man. Um, and um, so yeah, we would rehearse and stuff like that. And I thought we had a nice fiery kind of sound, kind of picking up where. Um, I guess in some senses absolution left off uh, with, with with Gavin's kind of um, uh, kind of punk uh, noise meets metal kind of uh, playing yeah. uh, that was that was uh, especially a very new new sound absolutely then uh, you guys had a different sound than everybody at the time absolutely yeah so he was fostering that and we had. Uh, you know the drums, and even even with, with EK, you know EK's got that snap in his style. So even like a song like Godhead, you know he still has the thing. And then when we had John Christian, who still has the energy. And then when we had Alan, you know all the, the you know like uh-huh. the, the the anticipated fills. So everybody <laughs> everybody had personality um, that we had, uh, you know, playing drums with us and stuff like that. And Alex. Um, from a bass standpoint, was a wonderful player. He he was able to bring, in my opinion, a, a kind of, a, maybe, I don't know if it's like a Stanley Clark vibe or something like that, but kind of a, um, a, 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 a muted kind of jazz tone. Not, not, I don't remember any of his stuff being very bright. And he was tuning being bright. But yet he was still, uh, and also didn't feature a ton of low end. It wasn't like he was trying to push um, that kind of round bell tone low end with like the the ten kilohertz top end that you know sounds like a um, like you would hear in a new metal record or something like that where you're yeah. really getting all this uh, like uh, kind of higher frequency energy. A lot of this stuff is very contained into the lower mid frequency, almost like you you will look like a Drake song. You know, Drake's voice is in a very very small frequency. There's not a lot of high end or low not end really. But, I'm not a Jake guy. A Drake. I, I'm not guy. a Drake guy either. But you hear the song, you realize, well, wow, there's not a lot of high end or low end on his voice. Right. And his producer talks about they did that on purpose. Right. 
Um, and it's a real, it's a wonderful uh, approach to be able to really highlight something and, and limit its frequency so that you can kind of hear it better. Right. And Alex did a wonderful job, I, I think, of bringing uh, droney, um, kind of emotional, uh, this kind of spiritual, kind of sounding uh, bass parts that conveyed emotion even without the guitar. Um, Alex had brought in um, Drown that he played. I don't, know if, I don't know if it was a. I guess it was. I think it was one of it was acoustic guitar bass, but it was just the basic notes. Mm-hmm. And just that part is expressive enough, right? Right. And mournful enough, and and considerate enough. You know that when you then you you add you know Gavin's guitar playing over it and the, the drums behind it and then the vocal, then you have this thing that that I'm thankful to 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 have as part of something I was able to be a part of or whatever. Um, so he's a wonderful player and um, and I really miss Alex uh, in, in that and as a human and and also as a musician. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So we played some great. Ian Love uh, also played second guitar for us for a while. He was in Rival Schools, I think. Okay. Some other bands with Walter, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful guitar player. He's kind of perfect pitch guy, young guy, child prodigy. Now he's doing kind of woodworking. Um, but he, I love when he was with us. He was able to bring um, more of that um, uh, kind of broader, deeper. He added the perspective that made everything seem a little, a little broader and a little deeper, okay. especially the chug parts. Because right. for me, like the music, the music is spiritual. For me, the violence is spiritual and dancing. Uh, and if it's not spiritual, then I then it, I'm then it's not right. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I say spiritual, I mean it's like a flock of birds. Like you see the flock of birds, they fly off, and it's like they're one. Right. Right. When you look at the pit from like. Uh, and, and it changes all the time. Like, sure. There's pits that you look at in the 70s and 80s where it's a circle and, and people are trying to kill each other. And there's other ones where just like everyone is kind of dancing almost in this one weird yeah. out of sync unison. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. You know what I mean? Yep. I and see that. It. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about be having the violence and the dancing be spiritual. Right. Because there's an awareness that comes into play when it's not ego driven violence. Right. You know, and that non ego driven violence. Um, it's part of the music, right? Without a doubt, sure. Um, because if it was ego-driven violence, the scene would get very small very quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a, yeah, sure. Um, you know, so, so that that's the part that I love, and we had some people that I thought were really good at that type of dance. Um, I mean, John Joseph, actually, for me, is, is one of the epitomes of that type of dance. Yeah. Um, Fern, wonderful dancer and stage diver, Joey Rodriguez, uh, Fahim. Yeah. Uh, Stack, you know some of the folks that used to kind of ro- roadie with us um, and would get involved dancing. And Joey Rods used to. There's some videos that seem to you see Joey Rods voguing on the side of the stage, <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. Okay, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, because that's what punk the fuck is, right? Yeah, Isn't punk like you know what I mean? Like imagine, okay. So 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 if you see that you see the the I mean we I mean I I grew up kind of not idolizing but really looking up to like the 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 seventies punk uh, aesthetic. Okay. I didn't take it on as mine. I didn't have to onboard that because that's not who I am. Right. But that at the time you see people that were kind of discoish type people that were rock people that were 
just kind of regular kind of like workaday looking people they were all represented there right maybe you pulled out your shirt and you loosened your tie and you popped your collar yeah yeah, but you still had the right jacket on, so it looked right, and you had, the, you had the right tie on. So when you loosen that tie, you fit in with the person with the spike hair. Right. Okay. You know what I mean, and I feel like for me, like that's what that's what punk. That's what I like about punk, right? Punk. Yeah. Punk is like for me the umbrella thought of punk, about punk is like. Uh, well, actually, I'm not. Gonna, that, that's a broad statement. I'm not going to try that. But for me, the parts that I keyed into as a as a as a kind of youth or whatever was like, oh shit, like I can kind of just be myself in a weird way. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean? that's, that, that's the fucking beautiful thing about it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And I, and and so then bringing it back to the burn thing and like the dancing, um, I come from an urban environment. You know, mm-hmm. I used to you know freestyle battle people on the street all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope. You know, so like, so that's, how's that not going to be part of my experience, right? It's right. going to be part of my experience. It's going to be part of how I represent. Sure. Um, it's you. Right? It's you. Yeah. And and I think that it was, it's wonderful to see how everyone's kind of contribution is meaningful. I mean, like, I'm following G- Gingy, also incredible dancer. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite dancers to watch. Um you know, so there's definitely. I was carrying. I was. I was more kind of carrying a torch for what what I saw those guys doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the style that they were professing mm-hmm. and that they were demonstrating. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really, I really like that a lot. Of, and a lot of those guys were were focused on kind of the Krishna thing or some other kind of kind of spiritual thing where they were kind of looking to kind of expand a bit, right? right. And the violence, I think, and, and the physicality um, that they express contained a lot of that, yeah. which 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 made it more of a joy to behold, and made it not hurt as much when when somebody punched you in the side of the face. And stuff. <laughs> right, because it's not they were aiming for your temple. Right, they're not aiming, so it's a different deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the shit that goes on nowadays? You know, I can't speak to it, because I'll tell you what, like, when I was dancing and going crazy, people used to complain about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though I claim to be, have a spiritual quote-unquote approach, just that, as ridiculous as that sounds. Right. It doesn't sound ridiculous to me. Some people might be like, oh, <laughs> you know, some people probably like, yeah, spiritual, what the fuck? It's just fucking craziness. It, it, exactly. But, but like, I get where you're coming from. People complain, too. What yeah. the fuck? I mean, it's still physical. Yeah. It's still, it's still a contact sport. It sure is. Um... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So burn. So now. Uh, all right. So. All right. I don't even know. Questions. I'm not fucking Barbara Walters. But, but it's like. All right. How long. Is burn like a unit until you guys. Until until the birth of. And how did the birth of Orange 9 come out? Right. Um. Burn. I mean, I feel like Burn. <sighs> to answer your question, Burn was kind of coming to an end. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it was due to attrition from having to try constantly try to find uh, a drummer. We were constantly looking for drummers. Okay. Um. Just kind of where people were in their life, I think, as well. Okay. Um, and we were playing um, 
Arms Line was playing a couple. We did like a uh, the typical kind of like Boston, Connecticut, uh, um, Boston, Connecticut. What's the other? What would be the other state? You Jersey? Play? Maybe not Jersey. Like Philly. Philly. So one of those kind of weekends, right? Like a northeast weekend. Gotcha. Right? Oh, okay, well, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go north. And um, I had purchased. Um, we had went to an Army Navy store the way you do on tour, right? Right. Uh-huh. And and I saw this kind of mini hatchet. A mini hatchet. Yeah. Okay. That was there. All right. I made the purchase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm all ears. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I don't know what my the impetus was, but I brought it out on stage. Um, okay, in Connecticut, okay. I brought the I brought the hatchet out. Um, wonderful show, and then I, I ended up meeting Chris Trainer, who ended up being the guitar player for Orange Nine. Right, um, and I think part of that, well, I think you mentioned the fact that he thought I was fucking crazy for having a fucking hatchet. We had a lot of mutual friends, but right. I think that helped to kind of seal the deal. It was okay, like. At least it'll be interesting to work with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So, um, so, you know, those are the kind of like some of the final board shows. And, and then me and Chris just started rehearsing. Well, I thought not rehearsing. Just kind of sitting down in his house and kind of playing music. Playing guitars. Um, playing chords. You like that? We started talking more about chord sounds. Do you like those chords? Do you like these chords? Um, we established three bands that were going to be kind of relevant for us as, as we wrote songs. Um, and just started kind of writing very kind of nonchalantly after work. I think both of us were actually super duper on the pizza. Like, we were splitting a slice of pizza, which was amazing fun. Mm-hmm. I got on the coffee at that time. For some reason, I was going to... We ended up going Huge to the sidewalk cafe. I live on coffee. Going to Yoke, sidewalk cafe, having coffee, just being like, oh my God, this is so good. Like, I'm so focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up getting signed pretty quick. I have a stupid question. What's up? Well, it's not a stupid question, but because I'm sure maybe people don't know, because I don't know. Right. Why the name Orange 9 Millimeter? Good question. I was thinking... Where did that come from? Because it's very unique, and right. it's, it's dope, but it's right. like, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, it comes from thinking about something that... Because the whole thing then, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm back on this shit now, because... On my fucking word, I'm tired of everybody trying to be the most evil person in the world in their life, in their music. Right. Like, mother... I I like the evil music. I love it. Me too. We grew up on that. But I need to put on some shit to do other things. Sure. You know what I mean? Like... And even uh, motherfuckers I know have wonderful catalogs where they have some evil shit and they have other shit. Mm -hmm. It's all not... So what we were like, we were like, yo, man, let's do something that's kind of like that feeling when, like, you're kind of, like, happy and sad at the same time, right? That that thing where it's kind of like, it's more like you're kind of gripped with energy, right? And, like, because you, you're, it's happy, they can only exist at the same time if they're almost muting each other out, right? right. Yeah. And at that moment, they're, they're vacillating between one and the other, like, super quick, like, happy, and you're just like, in that moment, you're like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you're, yeah, so, like, so we're like, yeah, like, what's, like, what's that? Like, let's, that's, that's cathartic to me. That's, that yeah. seems like I can, I, we can, I can do something with that. Right. You know, same way I do something with the evil music, and I do something with the Joni Mitchell uh, for, for other times. Man. Right. I love the evil music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me too. Um, but I, but I also, see the value 
in in having something that maybe can hopefully inspire you. And there's a lot, of, I'm not saying I'm, I mean, there's a lot of PMA stuff out. Like, good, like, I'm coming, like, Toby, homie, sure. love, John, yeah. that brings. Yeah. That energy is more kind of my kin than um, the, the more kind of overtly hateful stuff, which I enjoy and love and, and right. dance in spiritual and non-spiritual ways, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. But for me, like, we were like, you know, like... What can we do that kind of does that? And so, so the name Orange. So Orange was like, I was. A, I'm still a huge Jimmy fan. I don't listen to Jimmy that much these days. Jimmy Hendrix, right? Um, but he has this song. Orange is young for the daring, but very unsteady for the first go round. You know, that's okay. in Axis Bold as Love. And that line always stuck with me. I was like, Wow, Orange is young for the daring, but very unsteady. That sounds like what we're talking about in a weird way. It sounds like that. That back and forth balance. Yeah, you're tottering. Yeah, I and, got, and, I got and then I, we thought about you know a, a, a method of delivery, right? So how do you deliver this this frequency, this resonance, right? We thought about you know a, a firearm, right, uh, and sure. how powerful a firearm can be. Um, so yeah, so just the marrying of those two together is just really about you know creative energy, hopefully uplifting energy mm-hmm. that can. Um, Empower is a word that I feel has been shot in the head so many... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that can tickle a motherfucker. Or <laughs> a nigga in his head. Something! Yeah. Get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get up. Orange 9 millimeter. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's that's the vibe there with that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I just I, I was just wondering that. I'm like, it's it's... It's a fucking unique name for sure. <laughs> so I had I had to ask that just for myself. We got it from a baby naming book. I, yeah. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's flip to the page. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. So now, so now you you guys created Orange Nine. You guys got signed. Who was the first label that picked you up? So we did an EP with Revelation. Right. And then we ended up doing um, a record with um, um, East West Atlantic. Okay. And Mike Gitter. Uh, what year was this about? Was this was... Involved. I guess that's 96, 5-ish. 95, 96. All right, because I know that Sick of It All Scratch the Surface is 94, and they were signed to East-West. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So and it's around that both, same time yeah, frame. Yeah, we, we had the same uh, right. kind of A&R-ish... That's yeah. not A&R, but, but, but signed by the woman named Sylvia Rowe, who was a very famous kind of uh, industry executive there. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully she still is. Right. Oh. Okay. So now you guys, you guys, you guys had a fucking lovely fucking run. Well, thank, thank you. Yeah, thank, thankful to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, you guys. I mean, you, did you go? You, you went to Europe with Burn or no? After, no, I'm saying the initial time. No, no, no not back then. Burn, Burn didn't really leave the neighborhood too much. Honestly. Okay, I okay. Mean, but Orange Nine, like, you went across the pond. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who'd you tour with? Fuck. Oh, Biohazard. Fucking. Um, they come up in so many episodes. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Because they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, Biohazard. Did you do a festival runs or anything? Yeah. We did. I'm trying to think. You did Warp Tour too, no? We did, we're here, yeah. We did here, like three right now, yeah. Here. But I think over there. I think. Was that the only fuck? I think the only time we went with Biohazard. We did like a bunch of shows with them and a bunch of festivals with them. It was like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I have no idea. And that was like the top of their game. That was like Urban Discipline, State of the World, and Dress. Yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah. 
Huge. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, huge. Absolutely. Um, it was incredible to watch. There was one uh, kind of uh, interesting thing with, like, I forgot what they were playing, but Evans... Evan was standing there and he had like his base headstock where it's supposed to be and I was standing talking to somebody I forgot who somebody that we all know who the fuck it was it'd be funny if I remembered and I was like yeah, <laughs> I'm, this was at the, at the old Ritz I was like yo I'm gonna do a steady stock over I'm gonna go over Evan's headstock okay and clear the barrier okay yo I dare you and you did yeah sick it was crazy <laughs> those, those, I mean some of them some of like those guys really I think were their, one of the first kind of hardcore bands to show you how to do it kind of like professionally, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. You know what I mean? Obviously, the Bad Brains were doing their thing because they're just the Bad Brains. The Bad Brains, and, sure. And, and, and those bands do, but Biohazard, I felt like when you watched them, I was like, okay, this is like a machine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they were they were a fucking thing, boy. And that's another record. Like I, I, I had Danny Schuler on a few a few episodes ago, and um, nice, yeah, great fucking great guy. I had a ball talk with him. Yeah, but um, you know, everybody's most people like Urban Discipline, Urban Discipline. But right. I'll take that first record, dude. That fucking first record is, is phenomenal to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Like they came out at a time when there was like a lot. There was some racial kind of uh, stresses in sure. like, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Howard Beach yeah and right yeah, it man. was a very kind of interesting time and, and I actually went up to, to Evan I was like hey are you guys racist and he was like no I was like yeah. good I didn't think so but yeah, if you listen to the lyrics it's basically that song Howard Beach Howard it's about Beach. the media right it's about the media making yeah. some fucking huge shit right that, like distorting shit into making fucking racial fucking exactly, tension which how is, the media that's what is what they do today that, right that's been their job forever right so motherfuckers thinking people people want to love the media but listen to what Jimmy just said about that shit it's true you know what I mean and they, if you think that they changed their ways the answer is no Mm-mm. no that's yeah, yeah that's also looking at shit you know looking a little deeper well, certain angles that you look at shit it's crazy well so now so Orange 9 you put you put out Driving Out Included. Right. And then you put out... You didn't put... Tragic. Tragic. And then... How does... What happened? Because that's Chris Bounce. Chris Bounce to be in Helmet. Right. So, oh, that's right. That's right. So that right. left me kind of trying to pull things together. And at that point, we were... We had Taylor's wonderful player. But um, it wasn't his, wasn't his kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, he's adopting a child. You know, like when you adopt a rescue, right? He adopted a fucking rescue. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes I a nigga is a rescue. Uh huh. Because I, you know, I, I I want to do certain things a certain way, and and Taylor helped us out. And Taylor was instrumental in writing probably one of our biggest songs. You know, wrote the wrote the music for uh, definitely the bass part. I think in the end the guitar chop too for failure. Okay. Which is the one song we had on MPB, and obviously I wrote the lyrics and the vocals, whatever. Yeah. Um. So T- Taylor's an incredible player. But Taylor didn't come from... Taylor wasn't trying to be Chris. Right. And I was in a band with Chris. Gotcha. And Chris has a certain tone, and Chris has a certain thing, and that's what we were doing. Yeah. Right? So Taylor comes in, saves the day in a lot of senses, but also made everyone have to kind of rethink, okay, well, what's the direction, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the... Not the beginning of the end, but I guess if you're going to be honest with yourself, it is the beginning of the end. Right. Right? Yeah. Because shit don't changed, right? You know, sure. um, and and everything. I think everything in life is 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 for the better. You got to keep keep your shit moving. Yeah. Um, 
but but definitely um we had a lot of moving parts in that band uh thankful for everybody that that uh that that sat in with us greg uh played bass for a while uh chris vitale played bass for a while obviously matt cross drummer um obviously trainer mm-hmm. guitar and taylor macklem uh who played bass and guitar in different capacities right. um and then me taylor and matt made that last record um uh, pretend i'm human which I honestly kind of fucking want to want to remix or some shit. So why don't you? I thought about it. Like honestly, the dude that put that out is a, is a wonderful guy, a guy named Michael Chambers, uh, who is inc- incredible. He's really a great example of willpower. Uh, he's he's a marathon runner. Uh, he's just a, an incredible person who really still pushes himself, even though he doesn't really have to do uh, do do a lot of things he does. Um, and he was like, yeah, just fucking re-release it, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I actually have the fucking Masters. You know, so it can happen. But you have all the online Masters? Most of them. Okay. Um, but the but the thing is, that it becomes is like, it's just like you. It's like, are you going to remaster your fucking third podcast? Are you going to do Podcast 101? Or 102? And 103? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna do the new ones. Right. And that's what I'm doing. Right. So that's why I'm not trying to fuck around and, and remix old shit. Yeah, but that's music. This is the, this is people talking. Ah! It's <laughs> a different play. animal, man. Uh, it is. It is. It's it a is. different animal. It is. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You know, maybe maybe there's a time a time and a place to do that. Right. Well, what, what, were, you, were you? I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just guessing here. Actually, I'm just asking um, because you created an Orange Nine Instagram page. Yeah. Was there a little time there where you were thinking about the resurgence of Orange Nine? Good question. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Uh, Considering it, you know. Considering I, I had it. a feeling you were considering it, um, but then again, I didn't know either way. That's so that was my first initial reaction. Um, yeah, we'll see. You know. Okay. So, so, so it's safe to say that Orange Nine, there's a possibility that it could be quote unquote resurrected. Well, I don't know about resurrected because that implies a rebirth, um, but there can potentially be. Some re-releases and a type of continuation. I'm not sure what that will be. New music. I prefer new music. Right. Um, it's just a, it. It. We'll see. I don't know. We Chris and I have honestly talked about it. We'll see. Okay. Awesome. You know, niggas yeah. are busy though. You know I, I mean? Oh, listen, I get it. Chris Wait. is doing his thing, and like me, like I'm always like. I mean, I feel like the reason why not the reason why I'm always I'm looking for a new. I'm always looking at the new sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have bands that I'll always go to. The, the hardcore bands I grew up with, I'll always go to. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I listen like, to the same 15 records all the fucking time. Yeah, I always, always go to that. But as then you now, like, with Orange 9 or whatever it is, I was like, all right, like, I want to do something different, something I haven't heard before, sure. you know? You know, Ghost Decibel is like, it's doing all this shit yourself, which is a little different, different animal. Right. But, you know, I'm starting to get to the point where, like, yeah. And honestly, it's weird, like, because I'm yeah. like, go ahead. The, the, I don't know if too too many people really know about Ghost Decibels as much as obviously how the much they know about Burn and well, Orange Nine. Well, and that makes perfect fucking sense. I mean, right? So so, so let's smarten the people up <laughs> who are listening oh, about what Ghost Decibels is and what the me, deal is. Let me get on my notepad so I can read the, the script. That I wrote. There you go. Push the button on the side of your neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, all right. So 
As I, I should have, I, I grew up in hip hop. The first thing before I had any hardcore shit, I was programming drums. Literally. Okay. Thankful, my my dad bought me, I bought the house, a, a Korg DDD one drum machine. Oh shit! Um, a Casio, whatever the I think a CZ three thousand maybe mm-hmm. or something. You were cooking with grease. Yeah, and there was a fucking rack in the fucking living room. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, so I'm on there with headphones banging out fucking tapping beats. I was already spinning back records and cutting records and going to, you know, different uh, stores in the city to buy white labels and break beats and shit like that. Right. You know, so this is where I kind of come from this kind of electronic uh, kind of drum machines world. Okay. And, you know, think about hardcore, like, so you look at hardcore. It's like, what, did, think of, what's a golden year for hardcore for you? 92. Okay, let, let, Matt, let's talk about from, from when the more the formative years, more formative hardcore golden years. So uh, that would be like the mid eighties. That would be like eighty three, right, yeah, so, two, so, eighty three. So right. So then think about what's happening in the electronic music scene at that time over right. there. You know what I mean? That is kind of what I'm sniffing around. Right. You know what I mean, because there was still a lot of punk in that music. Sure. You know, still a lot of imperfection in that music. But also, still a desire to be more Bowie than uh, Bauhaus, I guess. Or Bowie right. than Bad Brains. Actually, more, that is, I don't know if that makes any sense, but more Bowie than Bad Brains or something. Because okay. Bowie, I think those guys married, but borrowed from each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, so when you're looking at that more... Especially as I'm as I grow older and I'm not trying to dance spiritually or non spiritually in the pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, I want to I want to I want to sit the fuck down and I want to have uh, uh, something to drink, whether it's kombucha or something else, and I want to fucking have my mind blown. Um, I maybe I want to dance if I want to. I want to be able to enjoy that record out in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, have friends enjoy that record they're jogging or doing whatever it is like I'm I'm fucking stoked on new shit that makes me feel like fuck 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 I'm glad to be alive right punk did you know what I mean like I listen I I like a lot of pop music but it doesn't do this the fresh cut grass thing that fucking punk did for me right which really just turned on everything for me. Yeah. The hardcore just turned everything for me. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm going to go to CB's. I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to go in there by myself. Holy shit, it's hot in here. It's a oh whole God, fucking experience. I'm going to do this shit anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing... There's... Not there's nothing. That... I don't know. Maybe I'm chasing something. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But but that's the place, to me, where music has incredible value. Conjuring up... Uh, those moments for the body, because the the, the 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 body as a whole entity needs to work out the same way the, the arms do, right? Sure, it, it needs to remember so it can be thankful, right? Yeah, you know, if you obviously then you also have to be in the moment so you can focus and grow. Yeah, you know, and and different resonances are obviously helpful for allowing you to ring out some of the stress, ring out some of the hurt. Find a place of forgiveness, or find a place of unforgiveness. Whatever, whatever your fucking thing is. Not yeah. messing you, but you, whatever I the proverbial it. use yeah. thing is, right? Yeah. And that for me, that's what I love. Like I and, and I, I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it's fucking important. Like me, me and an ex girlfriend years ago, where I had kind of breaking up. It was one of those breakups where you know what's happening and sad and. You know, I don't think we lived together. There was anything like really tough, like binding us, and so there's gonna be some weird fiscal thing that was gonna be shitty. And right. but it was just like, fuck, man, like 
this sucks, but whatever. Yeah. So we're at Hammerstein Ballroom and James Addiction is playing or whatever, and they're doing three days, right? One of my, probably my favorite James Addiction And the song. lights are going fucking crazy, and like the echoes flying around. I just started crying. I just started crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now if a nigga cuts on a radio, and I don't even use that word a lot, but I'm just using it for, for fucking effect. Listen, I get it. <laughs> if I cut on the radio, I'm not going to cry. I might cry because I'm disgusted. Right. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to cry because someone is sharing the depth of their experience with me. Right. In a matter that can allow me to receive that, process it, uh, synthesize it in a way to do something with it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I really miss that. And I feel like that's what, that's the beauty of punk, right? And I feel like hip, hip-hop had that for a while. Sure. But then that's been taken away, right? That's been, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's taken away. Okay. And I'm not saying because everyone has to sound like the Tribe Called Quest or or, or anyone else or anybody, anybody's past. Right. Or even a biggie who wasn't an angel. Right. And didn't rap about being an angel. He rapped about doing doing dirt. Yeah. But at least it was still... It still had some energy in it, in a sense. Sure. I like a lot of the trap stuff where you're at least getting an opportunity to to move the body and flex the body. Right. Um, the, 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 but I think what's missing is an opportunity... From, from mainstream music and obviously there's tons of bands that are doing this for people is to allow people some room to be cathartic allow them the space give them the hints that the body needs the cues that's what good music's supposed to do yeah that the body needs to to release when it needs to release or, or grasp onto mm-hmm. um, so, so, so with Ghost Decibels I'm really looking to try to Share not my experience, like I grew up in Queens, nothing like that. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? But just like be honest with my emotions, allow allow my voice to the same way Perry Farrell or Jimmy Hendrix or Joni Mitchell or yep. any of these people that were really sing singing something that was meaningful to them. Sure. That's what I'm looking to get across in a new sound with the Ghost Festival stuff. Is there anything released now? Is there anything out that people can go to and listen to? I did. I released a cassette. Okay. Uh, self-released. Um, I don't know if I would point anybody there, though. I'm, I'm going to okay. be getting... I have some... I was actually... I was half going to send you some music, but I didn't want you to, to, to feel like you had to like like or not like. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to make you a, a, have to yeah, take a stance on, on the music. Maybe we can end I can this share, with I can something. share. I'll share it along to you after, it and we'll see if it makes sense. I don't care if it does or doesn't. Do you yeah. want? Do you want to? I'm not saying we're ending right now, but when right. we, when this when this podcast ends, you want to send me a file, and we could end this podcast with a Ghost Festival song. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could and be that's completely up to you. Okay, yeah, but I, I will. Uh, yeah, let's. We can consider that. Okay. Um, so the jury's out right now, people. <laughs> you may or may not hear a song when this. I'm is not over. trying to force my shit on nobody. They could shut it off. And that would hurt my feelings. But you wouldn't know. I will know. You all know. On a quantum level. <laughs> <laughs> like, ow, what the fuck? Somebody just stop my shit. Someone just stop my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Be on the train with like a milkshake. <laughs> right? Sorry, sir. Someone stop my shit again. <laughs> Sorry. It affects me. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy on? I know, right? Uh-huh. So that's good. So so you're working on new Ghost Festival stuff. Correct. Do you have any, like how many songs or whatever? Are you, are you looking to release like an EP or a full length something or digitally or like 
You get to press some fucking crazy purple splat of vinyl. Purple beard vinyl. Awesome. I've been taking a different approach with this because initially I was like, all right, gotta gotta get shit out, gotta do the thing, gotta get shit out, you right. know, project manage, get it out. Right. And I, I did that, I have the tape out, you know, that was that I released like three years ago, something like that. And since then I've been kind of working with the sound and, and I've been kind of sharing it along with different people and kind of getting their feedback and it's starting the the feedback that I'm getting is really helping me to feel more like, okay, like this is ready to be shared. Okay. You know what I mean? Versus the, it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like, does it does it merit being shared, or am I just going to share shit to show people that I can probably project manage myself and release four songs digitally? I you know what I mean, mean, sure. And I don't know if I care to do that. Okay, I'd rather share things as I feel like. Okay, yeah, this is ready to go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's genuine. Hopefully, or maybe lazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I t- I'll take genuine. Honestly, yeah. I think that, that's more on par. I don't think it's being lazy. I work in, I'm, I'm constantly. That's really what I spend. You know, I I work. I work from home for whatever it is, seven or eight hours. Right. After that, I mean, I, I, I cook dinner for my girl. We eat dinner. So I'm making music until the night. Wake up before work. Make music. Like I'm constantly, constantly programming. Right. Like, for me, like, it's the dopest meditation for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. And that's why I kind of, one of those things where I don't really care if, like, uh, yo, nigga, three songs out, buzzy, blah, blah. You know, when it's time for that, I'm going to I'm gonna right. be telling you to buy my, I'm, to buy it and check it out and see if it works for you, right? Right. Sure. The same way you better if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're sharing any, any information or resonance, right? Yeah. Check out my residence and see if you like it. The same way I'm checking out your residency and, and seeing if it works for me. Yeah. But right now, like, I don't. I'm not asking anybody to check out my residence with that. When okay. the time is, when the time comes for that, which, I mean, it could be in 15 minutes, it could be in 15 days, or one, you know, Next 15 year. months. I don't right. know. Right. Um, I don't care. Right. You know? Listen, yeah. it's not a pressing issue. Just like you just said, when you feel like you, it's ready to go, then you'll put it out. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Exactly. So now I want to go back for a minute. Okay. To, I guess the quote-unquote reforming of Burn yeah. to play and yeah. headline BNB. Yeah, what was that all like? It was amazing. First of all, you know, besides the festivals, was that the biggest? Obviously, that was probably the biggest show you've ever played in New York, right? Um, with Burn, yes. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. Because that was the case with Judge when they did it. Yeah. I had Mike Judge on. He was like, "That was like the craziest shit ever." Yeah, I'm trying to think of, think, of, yeah, yeah, but definitely with 100 percent with Bert. and and a, and a great opportunity. Thankful cousin Joe, yeah, all B and B, yeah, fucking incredible, yeah. Um, so I guess you guys got the itch from that, and then you decided to to write more music, or you either had music in the talk or whatever, and then you signed to Death Wish, and you put out the newest record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gavin and I had a discussion about you know doing the doing the BNB show, right? Because um, we had been success, we had been getting asked to do shows for years, and we just couldn't be like no, right? right? Not because we were trying to be like no, but just because there just wasn't the logistics weren't right. It didn't you know, make it sense, yeah, at the time. Um, so then Gavin and I were like, excuse me, we were like, yo, let's look at um, how the show goes, and see if we like it, and you know if we like it, let's you know continue for a while, yeah. So that's what happened. We did the EP that 
we released with Bridge Nine. Okay. Um, and then we went on to do the uh, that LP with Deathwish. Right. And there's also a video that I hope we uh, have an opportunity to finish that um, is really unique. Um, a it, video it, it for a unique. song or a video yeah. like a DVD? It's a, it's a video for Ill Together, which is a okay. song off of um, the new Wreck the Burn mm-hmm. LP, the newest LP. Or the do LP. or Die. Yeah, Do or Die. Um, and, it, and it's about... The, the power of relationships. Okay. Um, um, to to shore up um, a person when they're having a hard time in life. Okay. Um, it covers a, a specific issue, but I don't want to. I'd, I'd rather have the, the video be finished and I completely understandable. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. So that that's kind of still kind of out in the ether. Uh, kind of, uh, uh, kind of being finished. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some. That record has a lot of, from my from my perspective, I think it has a lot of great messages on it. Yeah, you know, it's a great fucking rocket band. Um, thanks, Jimmy. Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll see if there's more, you know, stuff for Burn. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask you what's what's the future plans for Burn. I don't know. Kind of, he hates us right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I know that Gavin was working on Canonize. Yeah, he has Canonize, wonderful uh, EP. Yeah, uh, he released a few videos for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it maybe two? Is it two? I know of one. Yikes! I think there was one. I think there's another one that I think is just dropping out. If I'm correct. Okay. Um, I think our, my my buddy Orlando uh, RC, who was like an art director in the new brief thing, was involved. Okay. Uh, with that video, if I'm correct, if I'm not, please take it out. Um, but yeah, I think people are just kind of focusing on their stuff. It was a lot of. It went from being there is no nothing to being like, oh shit, like we're in this van for three weeks in fucking Europe. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot. It's open. You know, I have no idea. We'll see. Well, the band's not dead. I wouldn't say that. All right, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that. How was it? Uh, it just popped in my head. I saw that you guys, because I'm a huge fucking fan, and I think you're friends with them. And I obviously, I guess you're a huge fan too. You guys played. I want to. Uh, was it maybe? I don't know if it was Philly, but it was the final Bane show. Yeah. In a specific. Where was that? Well, we didn't play the final one. No, not the final. Final, not the last show ever. But it was. The we last played, we show did a, we did a, a run with them. Oh, I love that band. Yeah, they're incredible. Oh, God. God, I, one of one of the bands that did the thing I was talking about earlier, where they're sharing enough with you. Oh my God, that's you know? so fucking good. So I, I love Aaron and those guys. You know, for that. Yeah, yeah, incredible band. And it, it, um, I was I, I I made the 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 final Boston show. Yeah, I was there too. I was there. I had to. That do was that. crazy. Oh my god, man! It was fucking nuts. When that when the lights went off and Bane was about to go on, I was that was the first and only time I was ever at the Worcester Palladium, and I was. Were you up front? Eventually, yeah, yeah. I got up on the stage. 
towards and the end or the beginning? Towards the end. Well, not to, not the very end. It was maybe they had about six. They played for like two hours that yeah, night. Yeah. But it's my favorite song by them is Ollie versus Frasier. Okay. And I got up. I made it my fucking business to get <laughs> on that fucking stage, Fuck and us. I and I stole fucking. Zach's microphone. Yeah. And I fucking, I was, oh my God. Yeah, so I was never in a band, but I was, I'm able to say that I, I yelled in front of fucking 3,000 people. Yeah, but it was fucking awesome. But but as soon as the lights went off and Bane was about to come on, I was like on the steps all the way in the back. Mm-hmm. And you could, there was Im, it was impossible. It reminded me of a show from like the early 90s, like how packed. Yeah. And there was no way you could be like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, people were crowd surfing from the back, crawling over people yeah. to get up. And yeah. I had to do the same thing. Yeah. It was fucking incredible. I remember seeing that going and, like, being on the stage. And I was went up to the balcony to get another view. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, so that's one band. Like, in one way... If they never played again, I'm all right with that. But if they right. played again, I'd be there in a fucking second. Like, yeah, and I think that they should. I think they should, I think they should too. Well, I'm not going to let the cat really out of the bay because it's not scheduled yet. But Zach is down to, to do an episode. Oh, Zach's, Zach's the man. Yeah. yeah. He's just always on tour. Like, he's, he's yeah, around. He's, he, he drove for us for a while. He's yeah. Amazing. He's yeah. all over the place. But one day, I saw him at This Is Hardcore last year. And I asked him. And he's like, absolutely. And, and he has some shit to say about the whole Bane breakup thing so right so I don't know exactly what I don't yeah I don't know exactly what it is but he's passionate about some shit so hopefully one day that'll happen soon yeah that'd be crazy yeah you want me to text him remind him no, I, I, we, we go back and forth on Instagram okay. all the time. I, well, I, 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 I what's taking so long? I harass him. It's just timing. Phoner? You can't do a phoner? No, I don't do that. Okay. I just don't do it. I'd rather sit here and bullshit face to face with someone. Yeah, I mean, it makes for a better call potential, a better, a better uh, show. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, yeah. I, I could, I could do a phone in with so many people. I right. just choose not to. Right. There's people that I would love to have on, and I could, I would love to do it, but I'm, I'm not, I don't do the phone thing. What about Skype? Neither. All right. No. Face to face, forget this fucking thing is even on. Bullshit. Jimmy face to face Ferrari. Yeah, Jimmy face to face. That's what they call me. Jimmy face to face. Jimmy F two F. Yeah, there you go. That's fucking great. All right, so cool, man. Like, all right, so Burn is on hiatus. Arms nine millimeter. You never know. Ghost decibels being worked on, and we'll come out when you're good and fucking ready to put it out. Yeah, I know. It's in a nutshell. It sounds like I'm not doing anything on my life. But you're doing a lot. <laughs> but you're doing a lot. Okay, I get so it. The one band's on hiatus, the other band you're not sure, and the other thing is you're kind of like, what? Like, what? <laughs> but you said a lot, so I'm like, I get it. It's like in a nutshell. I know. I, pre- I appreciate the boil down. That's a well, good boil down. Well, uh, hopefully, well, I'm sure eventually all three of those bands and projects will make its way out for everybody's ear holes. Yeah, you know, on the Orange Nine, we have we had um, one of our buddies, Dean's nut, Dean's nuts, that Instagram artist dude. I don't know. He does mad logos for people. Oh, does he? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he did an Orange Nine logo. Yeah, yeah. He did a shirt, couple shirts for us, and uh, like we've been sitting on them for like a few months. I think we're gonna print them up. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 
print that shit, man. Yeah, then, like, so, like, we were talking about, like, so Chris and I were like, yo, let's, let's release Driver. Like, we had, like, one of our buddies, our, our friend, uh, this guy, Renee Mata, great guy. Okay. He's like, yo, I'm help you guys, like, let's get it remixed and do the shit. And then all of a sudden, like, we see, like, this distributor on Instagram is like, yes, the new Orange 9mm, uh, no, the repress is, is out to, available today. Oh, like, shit. What? What the fuck? Yeah. Then we realized that actually it's a legal repress from uh, a European affiliate of Warner. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I guess that's good for people. I've seen I've seen a lot of posts from the grants. People were tagging me, you know, the grant yeah. behind that. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, but yeah. What do you What are you listening to these days? What do you like? What am I listening to? I listen to a lot of things. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop lately. Yeah, a like lot. What? I go through my phases. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but besides podcasts, hip hop. There's some a lot of new shit that just dropped. Like what? Like. The new Ill Bill record. Okay. Cannibal Respect. Hulk. Okay. What Stu Bang is, which is ridiculous. Um, nice. The new Vinnie Paz with Tragedy Gaddafi, Camouflage Regime, which oh, is nice. ridiculous. The nice. new Diabolic. Yeah. The new Diabolic record called Collusion, which is there ridiculous. Um, shit, man. I, I'm, I'm steady rotation of like, I listen to a lot of, a lot of like Vinnie Paz, Ill Bill, Heavy Metal Kings. Right, uh, which is Ill Bill and Vinnie Paz, um, right. Jedi Mind Trick stuff, um, a lot of that stuff. But then again, like I- I'll go back and I'll go on like these weird. I'll have like this a phase of where I'll just go back to 1989 thrash metal, uh-huh. just for the fuck of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, sh- shit. I mean. I know. I know. As soon as soon as I'm as soon as we're done talking about this, I'm gonna be like, "How the fuck did I forget that band?" But um, yeah, man. I know that there's somebody. The new Sick of It All record's fucking great record. Nice. Wake the Sleeping Dragon. Um, I know there's somebody. I know there's somebody. <laughs> I know it. I've been listening to a lot of like. I I just recently had Havoc from Mob Deep on. Nice. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of that shit too. Like like a lot of. The infamous and hell on earth mob deep shit. Yeah. Oh, fucking! That's like, that's like soundtrack to my fucking. There's a, a, a time period in the mid '90s where it was like sick of it all, Gnostic Front, mob deep, Wu Tang, yeah. like that whole Nas, like that whole era. There was so much fucking great music that I still listed as staying power with me, and right. it's timeless shit. There's something right. about that era. Like I'll listen to. The first Biohazard record, then put on Mob Deep, then listen to fucking La Coca Nostra, then listen yeah. to Vinnie Paz, and then listen to the new Burn record. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I have very, my moods, I don't know, it's like, eh, hey, yeah, I'm not really in the mood for whatever, whatever, so I'll just throw on, you know, like, I, I, I briefly said it before, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you had mentioned, um, I think Sergio Vega and, yeah. and, 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 but it's, and Walter, but like, Quicksand Slip. Uh-huh. If there's if I'm not really sure what I want to listen to, Just put that on. I'll put slip on, and I'll be happy. Right. Like, I, and I've said it before. If, if I was to pick that stupid question, oh, if you were on an island and you had one record, it would probably be that record. Wow, it's a great, it's a great record. I th- for me personally, I don't even know. It's it's I guess a time and a place thing. Just it the also way ticks it'll... a lot of boxes, though, right? Because it gives you some of the hardcore stuff you want. Yeah, it does everything enough to like be stable for you longer than 20, 15, 20 minutes. Yep. There's really heavy parts. There's groovy parts where you find yourself shaking your ass. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, but, but, I mean, gun to my head once again. It's like if you know my favorite. If I was to pick one record over every genre of music across the board, I would probably have to say Slip. And that's, that's a amazing bold that. statement. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of cool though, because I don't know Walter. You know, I don't know Walter like uh-huh. as a friend, but I had him on, and I was yeah. I was able to tell him that. Like, and that's amazing. yeah, you know, it's just it's just cool. It's like certain things resonate, and certain things speak to you, and certain things have staying power and they last. And yeah, that's just, yeah. I mean, that's just one of it. That that's top, but there's so many records that you, like that. You know what I like about your selection for that record? That that record to me has that fresh cut grass. Am I say? I mean, like. Like when you walk on this fresh cut, and it's like to be you smell something's good happening, something's starting, yeah. something is brewing, there's the beginning of something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a completely new thing, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's what I like, me too, in, in music, and that sure. and that's what I'm dealing with the ghost shit. Like, I like that thing, like, yes, this is this is new, this is interesting, like, yeah, wow, like. You know what I mean? And Quicksand definitely fucking did that. And still does that. Still does that. You know? Yep. I love all of that stuff, but Slip is the... You know? I mean, you mentioned mentioned Perry Farrell and Jane's Addiction. Like... Nothing... Their first one, which is the live one, Jane's Addiction, and Nothing Shocking and Ritual Day Little Habitual, those three fucking records... Yeah. Incredible fucking records. Can I tell you something? Yo, so like... The first Porno for Pyro's record... Incredible record. I like a couple of stuff. For me, like the the, the Jane shit, like when I got, oh, I like the Triple X record, the live one. Yes, I love that record. Then love when, it. When um when the, the what what's the the, the the first LP? Nothing shocking. Nothing shocking came out. I thought it was too slow sounding. Really, it sounds very slow. It sounds uh, very heroiny or something like that. It, well, like, it is. It's very heroiny. You know, like, and I was just like, "What the fuck? This is so slow sounding. I hate it." Yeah. And then, like, after a few months, I started to like it. But I honestly, Love I it. like Ritual better. Well, well, Three Days is probably my favorite Jane song yeah, ever. Song. So, yeah. like that. It's so I love Nothing Shocking. But overall, overall, I think Nothing Shocking is my favorite. But my favorite song is off of Ritual. Yeah, nothing shocking. I'm just thinking about it now. It's like a legitimate fucking rock record. Great rock oh, record. Oh, it's fucking incredible, dude. It's like out. It's like it's like you know, like when a record goes beyond its genre. Yeah, yeah, it transcends its genre. It, literally, yeah, literally. And that, you just you just said you like a couple of songs off the first Porno Porno for Pyros. Yeah, G- give me that whole record except for that song Pets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we make this. Yeah, yeah. All right, I all right, get it. It's, the roles are reversed. If you know Martians and we were the pets, I get it. But, but there was a lot of drug use being used. Like, like I think it was an interview. It's like Dave Navarro. I think said that he does not even remember recording Ritual de lo Habitual because of all the heroin. Wow. Yeah. But then I, I read one of the books. I think I've read a book. It was a James Addiction book. I don't remember what the fuck it was called. But Perry Farrell was saying, like he went from all the heroin to Porno for Pyros. He was smoking crack. Like a crazy man. And like in between, I saw him two nights in a row at, at Roseland and he's like, he, he, he talks about it. And I'm like, I'm well, saying, did, did he have his like wife on stage and like a wine? Like, red yes, wine? <laughs> there was like a Ferris wheel. There was all kinds of shit. There was like fucking people on ribbons and ropes and trapezes and shit. And he's fucking whacked out and he'll come out. And there's a song that they have. It's the last song on the first Point of Pirates record. Both nights are they did the same set, but it was incredible. There's a song called Orgasm. It's very slow and blah 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 but then he even says like 
they would always open up with that song and then he, they would stop the lights would go out and he would go backstage and he would do a fucking crazy hit of crack and then come back out like every two three songs he'd go off backstage and smoke real quick and then come back he was like it was fucking insane nuts dude I love Perry Farrell, though. Guy's out of his mind, but he's Thanks, just incredible. Thanks, Jimmy. I love you, too. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> right? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, much re- I, lo- I mean, he's an in- incredible, incredible artist. Absolutely. Incredible artist. Yeah. Well, aren't all incredible artists, like, all fucking half crazy anyway? I mean, really, think Maybe, about it. Maybe, right? They, what sane, fucking amazing artist do you know? What can you think of? I can't. That's a good point. Yeah. People are batshit. Yeah, I'm gonna, that fine line I'm between gonna, genius gonna, and insanity. I'm gonna tweet my girl this little sound bit, sound bite. God, so she doesn't complain later. <laughs> well, even Jimmy says it. It's true. I'm supposed to be crazy. You're supposed to be crazy. So listen, give Chaka a pass. <laughs> give him a pass. Listen, thank God. She's, like, she's like, I'm an artist too. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I never claimed to be fucking normal either. I'm far from a fucking genius. Jesus Christ. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all good, man. Everything's lovely. I'm glad that things are still going on, and me too. You're still fucking busy, and things are good. Yeah, yeah, good shit. Yes, sir. Do you want people to follow you? Or what the fuck? What's going on? You want to speak about it on why you deleted all your shit off Instagram? Oh yeah, man. Oh, that's my. I, my I go there word. and there's oh. no posts. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Because I, I actually just blocked you, Jimmy. No, you didn't. I, I, I don't want to be seeing my posts. Yeah. No, I basically. All right, so, so I, my my day job is in sales and marketing, right? And uh, and you, in order to be visible for, let, let's say me and you have a business, right? Right. Let's say we have a rehearsal studio. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to be popular, right, we have to produce content constantly, constantly. Right. We have something called a content calendar. So we know that these times, these days, we're going to release content. Hey, this is this me and this guy at the studio. Hey, this is me and this guy. Hey, isn't it great that these guys are rehearsing here? Right. After a after a while of doing that, I just couldn't. I didn't feel like I was myself or some shit. Not that I was someone else, right? But clean slate type shit. Not even clean slate, but just like. But I mean, clean slates are always good. But just sure. more like the continuing, continuing just to post shit, to post shit. I know what I look like at, right. at this point. You you see my selfie, oh, great. Right. Right. And I, sure. and I love yourself. I love more old. I follow you guys. I love your selfies. I love all the pics. I love everything you guys do. Which is for me, like, what I don't I, take selfies. And see, that's that's I have to figure out. <laughs> Very rare. I have a real, my real. Honestly, I'll take a like, selfie with you when we're done with this. But that's about it. Yeah, my so, so, so that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like how how do I want to use this 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 platform, right? Because right. if it was just something where it's just like me and close friends, then that's something else, right? But if I'm like thinking about, hey, the, this is me, and this is represents uh, me, continue to share, uh, you know, uh, burn stuff or Orange Nine or whatever it is, like, how do I want to do that, right? You know what I mean? Like, how do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what what is this? What is my Instagram platform? Right. Which is what it is. What's it about? Right. And also, what's my um, what's my attachment to it? Right. And, and is that attachment one that marries in with my overall the overall intentions of my life? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So with that said, I just kind of felt like, and also I wasn't on, I was on nothing for a while, like right. until like 2017. Right. 
it, you're not on, on Facebook, are you? No, you're not. On. I had a Facebook because one of my boys convinced me to, to join Tinder for a minute a while back. So I have like a Facebook that I that I set up. I'm not on it. I'm going it. I'm checking it out. Right. Um. But yeah, honestly, like when I first put my first few posts up, I felt different. My body felt different. Yeah, I felt like I was being watched. Yeah, well, yeah, it's absolutely, it's it's, it's true. You know what I mean? And yeah. and also, I just wanted a break from from that. I get, yeah, believe me, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'll probably, I was thinking about posting some shit today. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just wanted a break from external. Yeah. I wanted to go internal. I wanted to to. To take a peek inside, if you will, I, I understand. And give myself the space to do that, which yeah. is hard when you post your thing, you're looking at your likes, even though you don't really care. But everyone cares. I mean, that's why it's there. For it's there. Right. You're, like, you're gonna look at it. You're aware of it. Right. You know. It's like let me yeah. just chill. Yeah. It's like I cleaned up my shit. Like I had like a thousand posts or something on my on my the Brooklyn Blast furnace on Instagram. Uh huh. But for a couple of years back then, you know, I was I was booking shows and right. stuff like that, and then there's people of bands, so, so that's all over with. Like, uh, I, will I ever book a show again? Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. But right now, right. I'm thinking, no, I'm, really. I'm content doing this stuff. Right. So I went back, and all of that stuff, I deleted all of that stuff, yeah. and it just starts out as the first picture that I took the, from the episode one of this podcast. How did, how did you feel after that? Did you feel different? Yeah. You did. I did. Just describe it. I just felt like that's in the past. This is, I mean, it's called the, I changed the name of the page. So it was Blast Furnace Productions, right. which was the umbrella of what I was doing. It was right. the, all of this stuff was on there and the all the show stuff was on there. So, but, so I changed it. Now it's just the Brooklyn Blast Furnace because that's the podcast name, obviously. So I got rid of all of that stuff and now it's just the flyers for each of my episodes and that's it I don't post anything in between episodes right. I just post the next flyer the next okay. one and that's it I, so I post twice a week it's I, I make two flyers per episode mm-hmm. which I showed you the two flyers that I made for yeah, this yeah. episode so so a couple of days before this drops I post one mm-hmm. and then Sundays at midnight is when I release them, and then as soon as I do that, I go on this tear and I post everything back. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I have my personal Facebook page where it's ninety-five percent of it is podcast stuff. Right. Like today, I posted a couple of little things, but which was actually rare for me because I don't really post very much. Right. You know, if you know me or you want to get to know me, listen to the podcast. If you yeah. know me in real life, then you know me in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, like, like I got. Like, my, my daughter took her school pictures. Okay. So, I posted a picture of my daughter. Right. But I don't post 95,000 pictures of my daughter. Right. It's like, am I going to post 94 fucking pictures of myself? You know what I look like. You know what I sound like. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Right. So you can like it? Like, I don't need that shit. I don't, right. I don't need the extra. And exter- I think people do it to, to, to maintain relevance in the algorithm, and I get that. It's I well. get it, but I I look at social media as like as from my perspective of how I use it. It's ninety five. My Instagram is strictly podcast. Twitter right. is ninety nine percent podcast. Right. I have my Facebook group for the podcast, which is obviously just that. My personal one, it's ninety percent podcast and a couple of things here and there. Right. You know, a picture of me and my girl who says hello. By the yeah, way, hello, great to meet. Um. So. A couple of things here and there, you know, but overall, 
It's just, I say it all the time, it's the necessary evil to promote shit that you have going on. Exactly. And see, that's and, and, what and I and use that's it. the hard part, right? So, like, right. part of promoting yourself is putting up a selfie. Right. So you're not bad to do that. Right. And I think just for me, I just needed some time off from... I completely get it. Yeah. I completely fucking get it. Yeah. And now that I don't post so much, there's less notifications on my phone. There's less... Yeah, oh, my God. So, so fucking distracting, it's right? It's distracting. And next thing you know, I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. I'm on my and phone. The, and then you're on your phone. Right. And once you're on your phone, it's hard to get off your it, phone unless right. there's something else to do. Exactly. What I find myself doing, though, it's like, usually my, my girl is sleeping. I work nights. My girl is sleeping. I'll go on my computer, and I won't even go... I'll go onto social media, like, to look for, like... The burn logo, or right, something like that. You need for your yeah. right? But then I'll minimize all that, and I'll go on Photoshop, and I'm on Photoshop creating flyers and doing something creative, right? Absolutely. In order to hey, benefit flyers, thank you. Yeah, but that's what I do, and it's also like my it's also like my quote unquote me time. It's dark. Right. There's a candle in the room. There you go. My girl is sleeping. It's quiet, it's dark, it's just me <laughs> on the computer, in my own head, getting all fucking anal retentive on shit. Yeah, your, your meditation, right? For, yeah, lack of a better word, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, that's what I do. I, I, I love that and respect that. Yep, that's, that's the whole, you know, and I put a lot of time into it, but I enjoy doing it. Right. So, I don't mind. I it. think it shows, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really, and I, and I, I do it where there's nothing else going on. You know what I mean? Like, I love doing it, but it's not my number one priority. Like, right. I'll go home, I'll hang out with my girl. I, I, my daughter is number one. So, like, like this weekend, like when I'm done here, I'm driving to Jersey to go pick up my daughter. Bam. You know, and I, I had the weekend with her. So when she is sleeping and my girl is sleeping, like later on tonight, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's an episode like that that I'm going to be doing. It's yeah, going to be like sure. 102, 103. So I like to be ahead of the game, mm-hmm. and I'll start on another flyer. Yeah. You know, like a little bit here and there. I always like to be prepared. You know, you know, the, like your episode 100. I mean, I'm recording this right now. We were in podcast time, but I just dropped episode 98. Wow. So you have what, another month, Burley? Every Monday. Oh, oh, wow. Damn. Every Monday. There so you I go. stay busy. So yeah. I have a few in the bag. Right now I have two of them that aren't released yet, and then mm-hmm. yours. And mm-hmm. then I think, when is it, the 28th of this month, I'm going to record another one, which will be episode 101. But I'll still nice. be like two, three weeks ahead of the game. Right. For you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do that because I I try to keep my word because I tell everybody that I release them every Monday. Every Monday. Yeah. So I try to stay committed to that and I do it and plus I enjoy it and it's gone it's done nothing but grown. Yeah. And so which is cool and this is what I do. I sit and I bullshit. Chaka, my man. Thank you, Jimmy. Much respect. So, yeah. are you going to send me a file of a Ghost Decibel song? Yes. Alright, do you know the song no. title? Hell no. Alright, so this is an untitled track. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Decibels. Thank you, everybody, for uh, continuing to listen to this. This was episode 100. Um, Awesome and, and an awesome way to do 100 with this man sitting right here. Much love. Um, so just one favor, just go to my Instagram, 
click the link in the bio. And if you listen on iTunes, just do me a favor and just give it a rate and review it. It helps me. That's the only, it's free. While you're taking a shit, just do it. It's just that, 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 that's all I ask. This thing doesn't cost you a dime. That's all I ask. I appreciate it. Until episode 101, we're over here now. Oh